live in a world that struggles with feeling busy and overwhelmed. At the same time, us mamas want to feel we're living intentionally and with purpose. At the end of the day, you won't have to sit worn out on the couch feeling like it all just wasn't enough. Here, you'll find the tools to slow it down, nurture your own goals, and live restored. Each week, we have real-life conversations about motherhood, work, relationships, and all the things in between. I'm your host, Jen Brazil. Welcome to the Unhurried Life Podcast. Hey there, and welcome to the Unhurried Life Podcast, episode number 14. I'm Jen Brazil, your host, and this is the beginning of the month of love. So February tends to be focused on relationships and love, and it can tend to be a time of complaints or frustrations, and there can be a lot of negative things associated with this month. But I would really love, love, we should probably tally how many times I say that in this episode, I would really love for us to look at it with a different point of view. And so I'm going to start off this month and this kind of little mini-series on relationships and talk to you a little bit about my own relationship with my husband. So I felt like when I first had this idea to record this episode that it was kind of bogus, kind of not anything you would want to hear because it's going to be the truth. And the truth is not always pretty, you guys. The truth can be ugly, it can be sad, it can be frustrating, can also be beautiful and redemptive and there's so many other things that it could be but I really want to take this time to share four things that my husband and I have been doing or done in our past and still doing to really strengthen our marriage and the reason why we need to strengthen our marriage is because there have been times of weakness there have been times where We haven't had it all figured out, and I'm not a counselor, although I've been to a lot of counseling, and I'm not a marriage author or a marriage podcaster, but I am going to be completely real and vulnerable with you in this session, this little talk that we're about to have, because I really want you to feel like you're not alone, and I want you to feel like you can talk to me. Like, I can talk to you. I'm going to be sharing with you the four things that I believe have strengthened our marriage. But the truth is, there are a lot more than four. And I have actually seven ways to strengthen your marriage in a guide that I created. If you go to jbrazil.com slash strongmarriage, I go a little bit more in depth on those seven ways to strengthen your marriage. And to be honest, there are more than seven ways, but... These are a great seven places to start. And so I really want to encourage you to grab that guide, print it out, read it, go over it. Feel free to share it with your husband, share it with your friends, because they're nothing extremely monumental, but they are things that have worked. And they are things that could sometimes have stereotypes that go along with them. And I just want to encourage you to do what's best for you. And part of living an unhurried life is knowing what's best for you. And the way you know what's best for you is you take time to think about it, to explore it, and to figure it out. And so I really the only way that you can do that is through 
self-exploration, taking time to get to know yourself, and this guide will really help. Again, that's jbrazil.com slash strong marriage. Because it's just fun, (laughs) I'm going to share with you a little bit about how my husband and I first met, and I will be giving you the shortened abridged version because I think that it ties in pretty nicely to this episode and finding strength in your marriage. So we actually met after I had graduated from college and moved back to my hometown. And I was going to, I was an elementary teacher and I was teaching with women and I was living with my parents at the time. And I really just didn't have much of a life. I worked a ton and I just realized that this was not the life that I really wanted to live and I was never going to make any friends. So I ventured out. I went back to my home church that I had grown up at and I went to a singles class, which let's just say there is some major anxiety that comes along with being an early 20s single girl walking into a church singles class by yourself. But I went and I don't remember anything else about that class except for that they were talking about team softball signups. I had never played softball before in my life. And I'm a pretty um, brave. I don't mind trying new things. So I signed up for the softball team, went to the first softball practice, loved it, had never, I'm sorry, not practice, game. I don't think we had practices. (laughs) It was with a city league. So I had used a hand-me-down glove that I found that was for the wrong hand. And they assigned me to be catcher because I really couldn't do anything, anything else. But if they tossed me a ball, I could pretty much catch it most of the time. But if you're the catcher, you don't really have to catch it every time because there's not a huge rush. So joined this softball team, made tons of great friends that are still my friends to this day. And... One guy in the dugout didn't really stand out particularly to me, but he, you know, seemed a little bit mysterious. He was quiet. He was serious. And anytime we go out to eat after games, I was a little intrigued with him, but never really said anything much. And he was a little bit older than me. Not a lot, but at at that time, the age gap seemed big because I had just graduated from college and he'd been graduated for a while. So at one point I get a call from Justin softball because, you know, you save people's names in your phone under how you met them and how you know them. So Justin softball called me and I couldn't believe it. I had no idea why he was calling, but we talked for over an hour on the phone and our relationship began there. And eventually I changed him from Justin Softball to Hubby, (laughs) was the very next thing I named him in my phone. But he just proved to be an incredible pursuer, and he pursued me amazingly through the time we were dating. He was very determined, it still is a very determined man. He is very much a perfectionist on the Enneagram We are basically as polar opposite as you can be. And if you're not familiar with the Enneagram, that's totally fine. It's a personality test, but it basically showed me that we have very little 
in common as far as personality goes, the way we handle things. And at the time when we were dating, we thought that was great. We thought it was amazing that we were yin and yang, that we were black and white, that we were so opposite. But once we got married and started going through life together, we realized that those things that we thought were so fun and a little interesting challenge were actually very difficult, very, very difficult to process and live with. So I fell into a period where I felt very much, I would, I would say these words, and maybe you've said them to yourself, maybe you haven't, I hope you never do, but I would ask myself, is this as good as it's going to get? Is this really my life? I felt trapped. I felt like I couldn't communicate with this man I was living with. I didn't know if I had the tools to communicate with him. He was very stoic, very reserved, very determined and driven. And I just wasn't sure that my life was going to ever get any better than this, that it was always going to be closed off and only go so far. And I wasn't going to have what the movies had. I would wallow in that. I would ask myself, is this as good as it's going to get? I would ask myself questions that encouraged self-pity and encouraged no solution. So instead of doing that, onto our four tips, instead of doing that, it took me a little while, took me going through a lot of different stages of my life to realize that it's actually not about him. It's not about my spouse. It's about me every time. So instead of trying to fix him or make an excuse of why it's so hard and why he's the issue, I had to reframe completely and basically rewire my brain to start realizing that these questions I was asking myself had no solution and they were not going to provide a solution. They were not going to be something that fixed anything. And I didn't actually marry my husband with the intent of changing him. I married him just as he was. It wasn't until later that I wanted to change him. And so changing my mindset the first thing that I've done to strengthen our marriage is just changing my mindset so that I'm really realizing it's not about him, it's about me every time. That was the hardest and best thing I ever did was to finally let this sink in. I can only fix me. I can't fix him, nor do I need to. It's not my responsibility. I can encourage him to do things that are fun activities for him. You know, like if he wants to go play basketball with friends, sure, hey babe, why don't you go play basketball with your friends? And if he says no, then that's totally fine. And and I'm saying this, you know, if if you're struggling with your husband being outgoing or getting exercise or things like that, instead of suggest suggesting go to the gym, start eating better, things that where you're trying to fix him. You don't have to give suggestions to actually fix him, but you can give 
suggestions for him to have enjoyment. So there's a little bit of a difference. The second thing that we've done that has strengthened our marriage is, which helped me get to the first one, which was realizing I'm, I'm not here to fix my husband. I'm here to internally reflect and see where I can change and where I can grow and where I can get better. The second thing that helped lead me to that first thing is counseling. And this started for me years and years before I ever even met my husband. And a lot of it was from some things that happened to me growing up, things that happened to me in college that I had to process through and I wasn't able to process them on my own. And so I went to counseling and started doing that for myself. There is nothing that a counselor could actually fix. And what I mean by that is the sole act of going to a counselor and having someone give me feedback was not actually fixing the issue. But the counselor, she was giving me the tools to fix the issue myself. And that's a lot of what going to counseling together with my husband was able to do was to give us the tools to fix something together. So a lot of times going to a counselor has a stigma or has just something frowned upon. Especially it seems like for men sometimes they they're not really excited about the idea of talking about their feelings. And so going to a counselor can be approached in a much different light as just suggesting we I need some more tools and I just need someone to come along and hear what these tools are for me so I can work on myself and just allowing that time again to go to counseling and then go back to the first thing that I suggest about realizing that it's about you. You're not trying to get into counseling so that it will fix your husband or your spouse. You're trying to get into counseling so you can have tools for yourself. Next thing are a few things that I have kind of, they're, they're a little less heavy. So they're kind of more action items, if you will. The first two are definitely things that are going to take you a little while to process through, a little while to go through. And these second two things are going to be things you can start implementing right away. The first thing, or I guess I should say the third thing, is my husband and I started praying in the morning together. I mean, like not even very long, just a couple of minutes, reading a little scripture until he has to go to work. He goes to work very early. He goes to work around six. And so I'm typically up at that time and he'll come into my office and we'll just have a few moments where we can sit and pray for each other. And We can read a little bit of scripture. And I think that the reason why that's been so impactful to strengthen our marriage is because it has a purpose. Instead of praying before a meal or praying before bed, we have a purpose to our prayer in the morning to start our day. And if if you're not a praying couple, this is just a time where you can share with your spouse how much they mean to you. You can encourage them to have a great day, encourage them to be intentional and specific. But for me, having that time to intentionally pray with a purpose and have short scripture has been 
absolutely monumental. And I'll be, I'll be completely truthful here. I, our marriage was struggling. We were having some hard moments. We had been going through a lot of times in our life that we were committed to really great things. But when we started those commitments, they were, they, they looked really great on paper. And then when we got into them, they were too much. And they started taking away from areas that we needed to focus on. So I was very much struggling at this time in my life. And I asked my husband, I said, would you set aside two or three minutes in your morning to just come pray with me? Because I need it. I just need your prayers of encouragement. And I just need to know that you're thinking of me through the day. You don't have to text me. You don't have to do all these things that I've just previously asked you to basically write me love songs every day in a text message. (laughs) But if you would just come lay a hand on my shoulder and give me a couple of words, then I would, I would really appreciate it. I just really need that. And so he was able to do that one thing. And sometimes when we are given a humongous to-do list, It can seem daunting, and so you just kind of don't even try. But when you're given one specific thing, you think, well, I can do that. So he did that, and then I started praying too, and then we started including scripture. And now he texts me throughout the day and gives me words of encouragement and lets me know when he's thinking of him. And so from that one thing, he and I were able to see what were the next steps that would help us. So prayer in the morning. The fourth thing is seems a little bit kind of not romantic at all, but it is to have weekly meetings to communicate. So instead of trying to do this communication thing on date nights or as you go throughout the week, having a time set up to go over the plan for the day is the is a way to get kind of little things out of the way and to just remember that communication can be something that helps you out because it clears space for you to have deeper intentional conversation so by having a weekly time where you kind of talk about who's picking up who what the dinner plans are do we need a babysitter Have we done this? Have we done that? And to get all of that done and out of the way helps get you on the same page as well as keeps you in each other's loops. So you can ask, do you have any meetings? Do you have nights where you're staying late at work? Do you have times where you'll be early getting off of work? So you can be prepared to be there and be a part of his life. And so by having these weekly times of communication, you can pick a day You can set a reminder in your phone, whatever works best for you. But having these times of weekly, just logistical conversation can actually clear up a lot of miscommunications because we have so many things as women, we have so many things going through our minds and men's minds work very differently. So being able to open up and have communication with our spouse is definitely going to start to strengthen your marriage. Now, like I said in the beginning, I have actually seven ways to strengthen your marriage in a guide that I created. If you go to jbrazil.com slash strong marriage, you can get these four that I just talked about plus three more to sort of print up, 
start looking at, start thinking about, and start implementing in your life because this is your life. And going back to my original question where I would say, is this as good as it's going to get? Is this really my life? The answer is no and yes. This is not as good as it's going to get. It's going to get much better. And this is your life. And you have the choice. You have the control to live on purpose with purpose. So implementing these steps are going to be something that really changes the relationship that you're in. It's going to strengthen you and it's going to give you the chance to have a little bit more freedom. And again, I could just go into so many more, so many more things here, but I I really think that starting from a few is going to open the door for you to implement many and to really see huge change. And I'm so excited for you to be able to do that, to be able to see such big, huge change. Now, next week is packed with love as we continue to talk about intention and spouses and so much more. I get to talk with my good friend Kat Atik and we are going to share She's just so much fun. Literally, Kat does not meet someone who is not her immediate best friend. So you're, you're going to love sitting down to talk with her and hear what she has to say. She and her husband are such amazing role models. And so I just can't wait for you to get to chat with her. Make sure that you hit subscribe wherever you're listening to this podcast so that you can be reminded next week when this comes out so that you don't miss it. And like I said, one more time, head over to jbrazil.com slash strong marriage so you can get this guide, this printout of the seven ways to strengthen your marriage. Because you got to start somewhere, friend. If, if you are feeling anywhere in your heart, in your mind, that things aren't just exactly the way you had dreamed or wanted or wished for, or you think things could be better, then you need to get that guide. You really do. You need to get that guide and you need to take a few minutes to process through, gather your intentions for what you want and start putting it into action. And I know you can do it. And it's going to be so amazing when you implement even just one of these four things we've talked about today. Until next week, I am Jen Brazil. This is The Unhurry Life. You can see me over on Instagram. I will talk to you soon.